This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge number two, and I'm here speaking on the level with Dennis Duvan. Dennis, let's start out by giving me your full name, the name of your home, Blue Lodge, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. My name's Dennis Joseph Duvan Sr. I'm a um, original member of uh, Oriental 20. It's my home lodge. Um, I was raised in 1984, and I served as Master of Oriental in 2008, then Apache 69 in 2011, and in 2015 and 16, I'm serving as president of the East Valley Square and Compass Club. East Valley, wow, okay. And so you mentioned you were raised what year? 1984. And that was here at Oriental? Yes. And you said you were an original member, meaning this is the first lodge you ever joined? Correct. Okay. How old is Oriental Lodge, do you know? I do. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm doing some history on Oriental 20. Really? Um, it was chartered in uh, 1911, um, Valentine's Day, 1911. We're the last of the territorial lodges of Arizona, uh, meaning we were chartered before Arizona was a state. Oh, wow. It was still a territory. Imagine that. That's crazy. Um, wow. Our officers' aprons have AT on them, indicating that we're a territorial lodge, Arizona Territory. Oh, wow, Arizona Territory. That's pretty cool. So, um, wow, there's so much you said in that opening statement that I want to cover, but I'll, I guess I'll start where I usually start. Do you remember when you first heard of Freemasonry? Um, in the uh, early 60s. How old were you? Um well, my dad was a member of a lodge in Michigan, and I can remember in 13, 14 years old, uh, um, going up to the Masonic Temple. Oh, okay. Uh, for for event, family events or Masonic events or something like that? Uh-huh. So were you involved in Demolay or anything? I was. You I were. served as uh, Master Counselor of my Demolay chapter in uh, Berkeley, Michigan, in 1968. Oh. And that year, my dad was master of his lodge, and my mom and dad were both a worthy matron and worthy patron of their Eastern Star chapter. Wow. So how, what was your Masonic experience like? Did you go straight from Demolay into becoming a Mason? No. No? Um, I became a senior Demolay in uh, 1971. I didn't join the Masons until 1984. Um, like 15, 14, 15 years gap there. I... The problem was that I had never lived in any one place long enough to join a Masonic Lodge. Um, I went, to, I graduated high school in Michigan, went to South Carolina for college, um, stayed there two years, and then uh, um, I moved to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, stayed there about nine months, and then moved to uh, Hickory, North Carolina. After that, I went in the Army. I was 23 when I went in the Army. Wow. Um, went to um, Fort Polk, Louisiana, Fort Rucker, Alabama, and then Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Um, and I helped start a DMOA chapter at Fort Bragg. Oh, cool. Um, and <coughs> after I got out of the Army, I went to work for the FAA as an air traffic controller in Myrtle Beach. And I was involved with the DMLA chapter there in Myrtle Beach. 
Um, we went to Oklahoma City, then back to Myrtle Beach, and my mom and dad moved out here in 75, 76, and we came to visit. Um, so mom and dad moved to Arizona and you came to visit them? Yep. And we we liked it so much, we decided that uh, if we got a chance, we would come out here. Well, I, I was working for the federal government and they moved us all around. Um, we moved from Myrtle Beach to Birmingham, Alabama, to Las Vegas, to Phoenix, um, then back to Myrtle Beach. Um, then I went to work for the airlines and they continued to move us. We went from Myrtle Beach to Corpus Christi to um, Alexandria, Louisiana. And then uh, um, to Wichita, Kansas. And I I was in the Masons. Um, I joined in 84 and I left the federal government in 84. Um, I got involved with Oriental 20, then returned so, my... Let me stop you there. What, what, what year did you say you moved to Phoenix? Um, we moved to Phoenix in 82, 83. Okay, so 82, 83, you were still working for the government. Right. Did you start looking at, when you moved to Arizona, did, when was the first time you started thinking about masonry after you moved to Arizona? Well, I became involved with the DMI chapter here oh, okay. in the early 80s. And then... Uh, As a non-Mason, you became involved. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, I'm sure everybody's like, well, how come you're not a Mason? <laughs> well, when I met the residency requirements, I applied. Okay. And then uh, that was in 84. And in 85, we moved back to Myrtle Beach. Oh, no, you're kidding. Wow. And I returned my proficiency January 1st of 85. And then in March of 85, we moved to uh, South Carolina, and I affiliated with uh, Myrtle Beach Lodge. Um, stayed there about three years, and I went through all the chairs. I was senior warden, and um, the airline that I was working for decided to move me to Corpus Christi, Texas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so we moved to Corpus, and I got involved with Corpus Christi Lodge. Um, we stayed there a year and then moved to Alexandria, Louisiana and I got involved with the Alexandria Lodge. Wow, so you've been involved with a lot of lodges. Okay. And uh, stayed there about two years then the, um, come, the airline I was working for moved me to Wichita, Kansas and I got involved with the lodge there which uh, um, they are very happy to say that they are the largest lodge in the world. They have over 5,000 members. Which, which lodge is In Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, Kansas. Over 5,000 members, the largest lodge in the world. Yeah. Wow. And um, after Wichita, we moved back to Myrtle Beach. And my son was in the Army at uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. And he joined the Masons at, um, at Fort Riley. And... My father-in-law from Georgia, my wife and I went out to, we drove out to um, Fort Riley for his degrees. And that lodge is very different where most lodges have pictures of past masters on their walls. 
the lodge at Fort Riley have pictures of generals who are Masons. Oh, interesting. And um, after uh, well, my son took his degrees, he's in Cincinnati, Ohio right now, and I'm a member of the Masons there. Um, we lived in uh, South Carolina, and then uh, um, I, I visited lodges in uh, the Cayman Islands, um, where my daughter lives, and I've had the Every time we went there, I always took a suit and ready to go to a lodge meeting, um, but they never had a lodge meeting there. Um, one time we were leaving on a Friday and coming back on a Sunday, so I didn't bother taking anything. And we got there, and my daughter asked, are you going to go to lodge tonight? I said, I don't have any clothes. So the governor of the Cayman Islands, who's a Mason, and my daughter's father-in-law um, had a suit delivered. Oh my gosh! And that night was uh, Prince Charles' official visit to the Cayman Islands. And so I sat in lodge with Prince Charles, uh, my daughter's father-in-law, and uncle, who were the Prime Minister and the uh, Governor of the Cayman Islands. Um, wow. Had a great time. What, what year was this? In the 90s. In the 90s at yeah. some point. And you said you were tra you were just traveling there on vacation? Is that what you were uh -huh. there? Okay. See, that's that's pretty incredible. So they delivered a suit to you. Uh, you got to sit in the lodge. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and like I said, I, I was... Um, Master of Oriental in 2008. So when did you, hang on a second, when did you come back from, when did you come back to Arizona then? So in 2000. In 2000. So in 2000 you moved back to Arizona. Did right. your company bring you back here? No, I actually, uh, um, I was working for Delta Airlines and my mom and dad were living out here, of course. Um, and I told Delta, I'd moved all over the country for them and I told them I wanted to come out to Arizona. And they told me they didn't have any openings. And I ended up quitting Delta and moving out here and got hired by America West Airlines. Cool. So you just decided to move out here, come back, and uh, and you've been in Arizona since. Yes. So let me, I'm, I'm still so fascinated by this Cayman Islands story. What was, can you tell me a little bit about what that, that was like? I don't know. Was the lodge very different than other lodges you'd been to? It was different. But it wasn't that different. Um, you could easily understand everything. They, they, even though they talk in uh, the Queen's English, um, it is English, and you can understand it. And was um, the pomp and circumstance or things different because of Prince Charles? Yes. Yeah, very much. It, it was a very formal meeting, and I was the only one there without gloves. <laughs> you were very conscious of that, apparently. You were the only one without gloves. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you get to meet Prince Charles or no? I did. I sat uh, two chairs away from him uh, wow. during the meeting, and uh, um, the governor of the island was next to me. And uh, You were a very honored guest, apparently. I was. Wow. Um, and it, I had a, a black suit and a red tie. Everybody else had a bow tie and gloves. And I s stood out like a sore thumb. <laughs> and uh, after the meeting, one of the guys said, it's okay, you're with Prince Charles's party. 
it's okay. Oh. <laughs> um, but it, it was a great experience for me. I bet. Um, I, besides that, I've been to um, lodges in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, um, Kansas, Oklahoma City, Texas, um, Florida, Arizona, of course, and uh, um, Sonora, Mexico. Mexico, too. Uh, um, Arizona used to have the last Saturday in February every year as um, Friendship Day with uh, Sonora Lodge, Nogales, Mexico. And we would all drive down to Nogales, Arizona. Um, early in the morning, we'd have breakfast, then we'd have a first degree, and we would walk across the border when you could without a passport. Uh, we would walk across the border and um, eat lunch at the Nogales, Mexico Lodge. And then after lunch, they would do a third degree for us uh, in Spanish. And then we'd walk across the border and go back home. Oh, well, that's cool. Um, and they haven't done it for probably since like 2005. So it's been a while. Wow. So what, you know, you've got a really cool experience how you've been to all these different lodges around the U.S. and the Cayman Islands and in Mexico. What was it that first, and you go all the way back to Demolay and you've got some family history, but I want to specifically ask why, why did you join? Why were you still interested in Freemasonry even as an adult? Well, at, at the time, um, I was interested in Freemasonry to continue my uh, Masonic journey. Um, Demolay was, uh, you know, even though I stayed active in it and um, worked as an advisor with them um, till my 30s, um, I wanted more, and uh, Masons. It was just a natural step for me. So after I had met the residency requirement and wherever I was, I was going to join. I was going to petition a lodge anyway. Um, and in 84, I joined the Oriental 20. What What is it? Uh, one, one of the things we talk about in Freemasonry, I guess I want to get to, is that we talk about we make good men better. Um, do you think that's the case for you? I don't know if when I joined I was a good man, but I'm I'm definitely better because of uh, joining the Masons. How so? Um, I hope that uh, as a result of joining the Masons, I'm uh, um, trustworthy, loyal. Um, it's it's Masons has made me a better man. Um, I know how to treat a, a lady right. Um, and I don't know if it's uh, from my parents bringing me up or through the Masons, but uh, um, you know, my my family was deeply involved in masonry, um, so always being around them, you know, I know uh, how to treat a lady right, and uh, I'm proud of the fact that uh, when somebody calls me a gentleman. Um, it's, and I always believe that being called a gentleman is the greatest compliment in the world that a guy can have, but it takes a lady to make him a gentleman. 
Can you think of some men and some Masons that, to you, hold up those ideals that we think of in Freemasonry, maybe that you look up to or have made a difference to you on your journey? Um, most of them are uh, on the wall in the lodge room. Um, I looked up to quite a few of the past masters. Um, and Pete Lewis, Keith Stoops, um, Claire Jensen, um, Jim May, Ed Benedicto. Um, they were all masters of the lodge before me, and uh, I learned a lot from them. And are they are all those guys still with us, or if someone no. passed on? Or um, I know Jim May is, but other Jim, names that Jim I'm May and Ed Benedicto are still with us. Okay. Um, Keith Stoops and Pete Lewis is still with us too. Um, Keith Stoops was master in '84 when I was raised. Um, he's no longer with us. Um, Pete Lewis is with us. He was the uh, acting master the night that I was raised. Oh, um, he, he was learning his proficiency, right. <laughs> learning his role. That's cool. So, what can you share? You know, '84. You know, it's, this is going to make you feel old. I was in high school in '84. Um, what has masonry changed at all for you over the years from the '80s to 2016? Has anything really changed? Um. Having the privilege of being involved with masonry in the different states and jurisdictions, um, it's very different. For example, in South Carolina, they're called ancient Freemasons compared to free and accepted Masons. And even though um, I was raised here in Oriental and the master wore a top hat, and he still does, um, it was a shock to me when I went to South Carolina and the master didn't have a top hat. They have a what they call a skull cap. Um, and it was very different the first time I went there and saw that. I'm thinking, am I in the right place? <laughs> um, but South Carolina is um, still that way. They're um, very progressive but in, in some ways, they're very uh, ancient. Any any uh, stories you can think of of your time uh, in Masonry? I mean, hard to beat the Cayman Islands story with Prince Charles, but, but maybe in Oriental, anything that you guys have done here that really stands out that you want to share with people or a, a visitation or a night or a memory that you'd want to share? Well, if you uh, ever get the chance to talk to Ed Benedicto, um, Ed was master in 2007 and I was in 2008 and so we worked very closely together um, and one time we had um, we had a Saturday where um, Chandler did a uh, first degree Apache did a second degree for us and we did a third degree each degree we had five candidates Wow. Um, and it was an all-day affair, but um, Ed and I were able to pull it off, and uh, um, it took a lot of coordination uh, with the different lodges to get them to do it, but um, 
That was one of the good memories. That's a neat thing. That's one of the things I like about Masonry is you find a way to work with those other lodges and groups of brothers to pull off something kind of unique like exactly. that. Exactly. And yeah. it doesn't make any difference uh, what city you're in or what country you're in. Uh, um, and all the moving around we've done, the first place we look for is a Masonic Lodge. Um, and you feel right at home. Any, any closing thoughts or things you'd want to share with people? Well, the only regret I have in masonry is not doing it sooner. Everybody says that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, I, other than that, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, All right. Thank you very much for taking time to talk to me today. My pleasure.